Yo, what's going down, James Brown? It's your boy, Easy E, T.H.E, or Eric Renteria, and it's the host with the moist voice coming at you back with another Wake Up Wednesday podcast. So let's get up, let's get active, and let's wake the fuck up with your boy here on another Wake Up Wednesday podcast. Here we go, legend. Here we go. We got ourselves another beautiful day out in paradise where we're just cruising through this barren of a fucking ancient sea world. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. We're live. We are on a Sunday. Happy Sunday to all of you guys. Um, obviously, I'm a little hyped the fuck up, but not really hyped as like in a good way. It's a, it's a Sunday. It's a Sunday. You know, I got to dash, I got to meet threshold, I got to pay bills, right? So, you know, I'm just out here, uh, DoorDash Adventure, so you guys are coming along. Um, but no, like, anytime I I put my podcast on, whenever I'm DoorDashing, it's because something just fucking happened, and there's no one around, <laughs> you know what I mean? So why not tell you guys the amazing DoorDash Adventures that happened just now, but of course, the last couple of few days, um... So yeah, so tell me fucking why I had to stand up for... Okay, so if you didn't know, if you didn't know, let's go back to one event where this... I was door dashing at McDonald's and this other situation happened at McDonald's. And oh my God, McDonald's employees, bless their hearts. I used to work at McDonald's, you know what I mean? But I was, I'm not... I'm also... I'm, Jesus, fuck, I can't talk. I'm also not that guy that always mentions, I used to work, I used to work, and so I know what I'm doing. No, 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 no. Uh, that's not who I am. Um, I used, like, if it was a manager, like, I'm talking to the manager um, over here in this situation that happened, but I didn't mention, like, oh, I used to be manager at Quit Trip, which is two night and day differences, fast food. Uh, being hit every single hour on the hour with uh, orders and just being able to upkeep, multitask, and all that good jazz. I'm pretty sure it's different from a uh, quit trip, which uh, I was just basically a cashier and uh, making sure that the fucking uh, the customer requested you leave the order at their door. They the, added the following instructions: burn down leave at my door. Third house from the end. See, sometimes. Um, Sometimes I don't know where these houses are and I have to look like where? Like where is this guy? You know what I mean? Okay, so let's take you guys. Oh, I swear this is why I don't do DoorDash adventures, because I always put it in my fanny pack and then just looks weird, I guess you could say. Oh. Jesus Christ. Oh, my friend's gonna fall too. You guys heard that bang that was just you guys falling. Told you. I knew it. I knew if I bent over, it's going to fucking fall. All right. But anyways, um, yeah, I think I'm just going to start holding my fucking phone to like my face, to be honest. Like at this point, I really don't give any fucks. Like who's looking at me? He's like, why is he talking? Like, I feel like we're just that day and age where, uh, Everyone's doing everything from a vlog, podcast, to um, streaming 24-7, which is basically like a vlog. 
an extended vlog, right? You're not like, there's no editing. You kind of just get go live for like an hour or two. Some people do 24 hours, like a whole day. And I think that's like a lot of like big cities, right? But anyways, I digress. There was a situation in the east side, ADD, in the east side where this dude was just fucking jawjacking, just mouthing, just bad mouthing too. Like not even just jawjacking with his friend. No, he was bad mouthing the employees in the back. And so I kind of had enough, you know what I mean? It was about midday, mid, mid dash, you know, I've, I've done a few. I'm a little, little tired, I think. Anyways, I just tell him, I'm like, dude, you're also in McDonald's, man. Like chill. And he's all like, what, are you okay, man? And I'm all like, yeah, you're just over here jawjacking and complaining about these guys being so slow when the old man even left because he knew that it's going to take a while. You're at McDonald's, bro. What do you expect? And this guy just looked at his cardigan and fucking all this other shit. It was ridiculous. Is that? Oh, shit. <laughs> dude, I just, dude, I think I just, holy shit. I just saw this one girl I'm trying to like hit on. <laughs> that's crazy. Like that's insane. Cause like I used to work with her at Ross, right? ADD again. I used to work with her at Ross. She's cutie. She's a cutie booty. Um, but no, Tom. Like um, I've been talking to her, and that's crazy. How I think I think that was her, right? I think that was her. Um, but no, anyway. So like this guy just starts, you know, bad mouthing the fucking employees. I tell him off, and then next thing you know. You know, he stays quiet and a carrot in front is going online. Like, finally, someone comes up. Like, and I'll be honest, he was kind of in the right. You know, they, I was there for like 10 minutes for a door dash and, and he's been in there, right? So I don't know how long. He's either 12, 15. So, you know, you, you got lunch. It was lunch rush. So, you know, you kind of want your food and get the fuck out and go back to work, right? So he was kind of in the right, but also keep that shit to yourself. No one wants to hear it. And uh, another girl, I guess, like she was a delivery. She kind of agreed with me. She gave me a fist bump and said thanks for sticking up for them. When I really didn't need or wanted that. Um, how do you say? Um, affirmation. You know what I mean? On do uh, like what you did was right. You know what I mean? Because even me, like afterwards, I'm just like, oh, I, I mean, I should have just kept my mouth shut. Like afterwards, I just feel so bad. Like, this is a complete stranger, you know, that I don't even know. But also, ugh, I just had, I was fed up because I kind of put myself in those guys' shoes, right? And, like, I didn't say, I used to work, I used to be, so shut the fuck up type deal. Like, that was also 10 years ago, damn near. So, you know, I think a decade, yeah, it was a decade ago because I got my first job at 16. As soon as I turned 16, I went straight to McDonald's. So yeah, it's been a decade since I worked at McDonald's and um, the conditions haven't changed. Just the menu's gotten smaller and uh, amen to that one. Uh, but yeah, so what happened right now literally is I'm going in for a DoorDash for McDonald's. Like a, this one I just picked, like this one that I got is a McDonald's one. And McDonald's are pretty, they're always busy in the morning. So they tend to do their drive through first then the lobby then the deliveries um sometimes they have like if i'm in the east side where they know no one's coming in and just stealing food like just picking up bags just to leave uh, um sometimes in the like in the very far east side northeast side they'll have it ready like they'll just be right there on the counter where it should be uh, jesus christ 
Oh man, this is why I don't fuck with pro. Yeah, I'm starting to like not like protein powder in the morning. Like I just want to fucking plain coffee and just chug a protein powder. I kind of want to dry scoop protein powder now. You know what I mean? Either that or get a different fucking flavor I like. Cause this Snickerdoodle one is just starting to get to me. There's nothing I can do to fucking mask the taste of of chalky cinnamon flavor. You know, at first it was nice. It was cool. I put some Splenda, sweeten it up a little bit. It tastes like horchata. Next thing you know, it's like, ah, fuck it. Maybe it's because I'm putting coffee with it. Maybe it's because I'm not eating it naked. You know, just straight powder with water. Maybe, maybe, maybe. All the maybes. Anyways, so this girl. I'm waiting on an order at McDonald's. God damn, I got to finish this order. Finish this order. Finish this fucking story. Um, this girl is the man. So I'll, another guy comes in, right? And he's an Uber Eats guy. and Not a DoorDash, but it kind of, I feel him, right? So he comes in. He, he asks for the order. And it's even on the screen. It's ready for pickup. Well, she says that it's already been picked up. And so she has to tell her employee, the dude, like, just says, oh, okay, and just leaves. So he's already used to people taking uh, dine and dash or even deliver dash, right? Dash and deliver. I don't know how do you call it, but no, yeah, like, this guy is so already used. To, and I'm sorry if you guys can hear the fucking roaring of this car. I got to see what the fuck's wrong with it. Anyways, um, so, the, so I'm all like, can I talk to, who's the manager of the Like, can I talk to her? And I'm all like, so it kind of sucks that he can he has to come for a five dollar order you know driving some odd miles to get here just to not get it um so just a suggestion because i talked to other restaurants about this you know make sure that your employees are you know confirming the order with the actual delivery driver right like as people and then she, she kept trying to not listening because if you were listening you would shut the fuck up but she's already oh it just uh, yeah but oh it just it just and then finally i listened to her she's like oh it um it already happened twice and we can we can't remake it again and i'm like well it shouldn't even happen once right like that's why i'm just saying like you're not even like you're already ex- like doing excuses right like you're already doing excuses for what the fuck I am saying and I'm saying to retrain your fucking employees to confirm the order with the delivery driver prior to prior to and I'm, I'm kind of nervous going into McDonald's and talking into this thing because uh, everyone's gonna be staring at me but you know you gotta branch out a little bit right um can't put my fucking phone on top of each other anymore because this new update for some reason you tap the phone like iPhones at least, you tap the phones with them and uh, they just share contacts. So that's cool. But yeah, we're at McDonald's. We're gonna pick up this order here. We're gonna do our thing. Hear the ambiance. I feel like since I have it open, I feel like I have to talk. You know what I mean? By the looks of it, I don't think so. Yes, picking up DoorDash 50C or 50C. Oh, yeah, 50C. It might be still making.
hard at work, ladies and gentlemen. to talk about. I should have just left this in the car. I'm weak. <laughs> well, I mean, even like Rody, like I, I dropped off an order. Oh, see, speak of the devil. See, now we have orders. For some reason yesterday, I wasn't getting any orders on Rody. It's kind of like disappointing, dude. 45 miles, $42. I don't think that's like a deal. Uh, we we, we want to do about a dollar a mile. But for some reason... Or another roadie's just not that good with it, man. It's like, they they make you travel like 50 miles for like 30 bucks. And it's like, what? I'd rather DoorDash a mile for three bucks. It's $3 for the mile. You get six of those in a, dude, it starts to stack up. So it's like, you know, never uh, stop counting the dimes and uh, pennies and dimes, dimes and nickels. You know what I mean? Or pennies and nickels. Like never not count those. You know what I mean? Kind of just starts to stack up. But that's the beauty about, you know, dashing. Is that you can. You know, tips are awesome. That's why I always kind of hate, you know, when servers... Like, they know what they signed up for. I know what I... Like, I'm doing $2 minimum, right? But also, they do tips. Sometimes there's surges. Dollar, $2. Like, right now, it's like a $2 surge. And so it pays off but as soon as it comes down to just oh lunch rush there's no promos but there's definitely orders you know you can average 25 dollars an hour even after gas especially if you have like a nice car yes ma'am already thank you have a good one So we're gonna take this over there. And another day in Pyridorta. Yeah, so like, it just kind of sucks. That's why it just it irks me whenever, you know, servers, I, I get paid 250 minimum. You know how much we get paid minimum. You know how much we get paid minimum. Sounds like you know what you signed up for because you keep fucking telling me. <laughs> like, like, if you keep reminding me. You know, I'm not gonna feel, I'm not sympathizing. First and foremost, I'm not sympathizing. You know, the great Socrates once said, you know, like, um, right? <laughs> Just try to come up with a fascinating um, stoic quote about something about like not crying or showing feelings towards other people, like cry for, Cry for, um, cry for the proper things, but not towards someone's, um, how they determine it as tragedy, you know, but in the, in the darkness of tragedy, anything that is light is sufficient enough to get you out of wherever you are. So, um, you know, life is tragedy, you know? If you think about as soon as you're born, it's very tragic 
because now you're here until you're gone. But also, what can you do? What can you do in the tragedy that is reality? Because we all want to dream a better dream. But it's in the context. The words are in the context. We, we still want to sleep to dream. We still... We're not daydreamers in a way, but the daydreamers that we see are the ones running the world, are the ones that have their name behind Rockefeller, you know, Christmas tree. I, I have seen that bad boy um, all over Facebook. The Rockefeller tree, the Rockefeller tree, the Rockefeller tree. And it's like, after watching Painkiller, it mind-blowing, mind-blowing that there's conversations Right, and this is the thing too. It's all like, it's not just the sheep out here, the nine of fivers that have their eyes closed and dreaming a someone's dream, living someone's dream, but not their dream. You know, that's the sheep. It's uh, they're always counting sheep for someone else, not their own sheep. Um, but also, I digress, and I mentioned that I was watching painkillers, and you know. It's all about Purdue Pharma and the Sackler family and how they even started in the 1900s um, synthesizing, you know, certain drugs for this certain thing. And so during the early 90s, they try to get, you know, oxycodone, uh, which is basically like fucking heroin uh, legalized. And lo and behold, it didn't get legalized twice until finally this dude decided the requested you hand them the order they added the following this dude decided to, to approve it after they invite him to a hotel room lock him in there for a day 24 fucking hours and then next you know he says yeah no it's the oxycodone is might be it's like it's it's no not to be addictive it's no naturally so like you know don't don't uh don't ever ask questions, especially if it's FDA approved. You know, you don't ask questions once things are FDA approved. And so it's kind of funny that that would happen. DoorDash. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Got it. All right. Have a good one. Oh, Jesus. Jimmy Jones says free smells, but. The smells aren't even that good. I prefer Subway smells. For some reason, it smells more like pickle in there than it does anything else, which is, makes sense. Uh, Jimmy John's is in the white part of town, so, and I know white people love fucking pickles. Like, they love vinegar. They love fucking vinegar. Look at the fucking English. Vinegar and chips. Vinegar, salt and malt, malt and vinegar, chips. Ugh. 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 <laughs> like bro it's disgusting like malt salt and vinegar or some bullshit like that like that's what turns you on that's what get that's your bag like that's your fucking shit anyways so painkillers purdue pharma um yeah the sackler family like it all just te it tells it all right the tell-all secret um that oxycodone is just heroin or meth you know spiked up even right and they know it's addictive and they know this and they know all this stuff and at the very end it's just like he's talking so the whole throughout the whole um docuseries you could say um he's talking to his grandpa or like his great-grandpa i'm not too sure who he is 
um, I think it's his great grandpa, um, the Sackler, the first Sackler to develop all this. And, and he's just saying, you know, never, or not even he, right? Cause he's just thinking this cause he's dead clearly never ever, um, give in, you know, never do a plea deal or like admit fault that you knew that this was, you know, and then he did that in 07, which already his grandpa in his mind is just fucking him over going like you just gave him an inch and the whole scheme of things you're over here talking about don't give him an inch give him a mile he's the big head honcho he knows it all he's talking to himself he's quite fucking weird and insane um and yeah like you gave him an inch and so his fucking imaginary granddad in his head is over here like pissed the fuck off that he just ruined and stained the family name like the reason why Oh, and then there was one section where they talk about wealth. So his brother comes to the Sackler, the dude, the uh, grandpa. Um, this was back in 1930s or some shit. He brings them stuff, some jewelry, some, some stuff, right? Some, some fancy shit. And Mr. Sackler, the first one, is just telling them, like, because uh, his bro brings his son and so he just says, son, like, you know, his nephew. You see what your dad just brought me? Stuff. He thinks wealth is stuff. You know what wealth is? Wealth is plastering your name on a library. Is donating to the next charity that will remember your name. Wealth is be is getting your name remembered. That's what wealth is. And generational wealth at that. That's generational wealth. Um, and so I paid attention a lot because these still these are still people that were smart enough to to do something to do something in the face of the American public. You know they're savages, straight savages. So it was a double-edged sword that these guys are dead-ass legal drug dealers and hiring other drug dealers to sell this to doctors. And the whole time, the only way they make proper commission is not on the amount of prescriptions they make, they make, but also, but not even also, the only way they get commission, these, you know, drug dealers with ponytails is the amount. So the dosage. So, if, you know, if someone's given out a 20 mil or like a 10 mil there, there's those little sales ladies are pressuring you to fucking, you know, get your numbers up, get your milligrams up, you know, like I sucked your dick a couple times, like get your milligrams up, man, and everyone knows that this shit is addictive, this shit cannot be out here, there was multiple doctors, multiple, re- that, that's how they got caught up, is is just digging through the papers, you know, because uh, the whole time they're trying to, there was two stories, and I, 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 I like, I liked, like the, this is what happened in the American, you know, community of the uh, Midwest or something, and it tells a story about a guy who's just, I, um, there was no happy endings, <laughs> there was no happy endings whatsoever, it just told a story about the guy, uh, who owns, like, and this is all spoiler alert, if you haven't watched Painkiller, I think it's a fucking amazing docuseries, I would, honest to God, watch it again, but take out the parts of the family, because it was just filler, you know, like, it was just filler, we were just following this mechanic who owns his own shop, and, 
you know, his son's fucking around the goddamn thing, and he tells him to stop, and the next, you know, uh, he tries to get him off of the fucking machine, well, the kid, like, pushes a button that swerves, that swirls the machine over, and then the dude, like, gets back, like, he, his back, like, he just lands on some metal, it's a mechanic shop, right, so there's, like, like, an engine block or some shit, and straight on his back, breaks his back, and obviously it's the early 2000s, what's, what's left, if not this new drug, oxycodone, that, uh, you know, is basically gonna relieve you from your stress and all this stuff, and anyways, throughout it, it just, he just goes, he just becomes a junkie, becomes a junkie, you go from being a, and they portray it, right, not everyone's perfect, but the perfect American family, you know, entrepreneur, has his, has a daughter, has a son, has his own shop, all this good jazz, beautiful wife, you know what I mean, and at first, oxycodone was cool, because it made sex better, it's heroin, it's meth, you know, it's a, it's a drug, you know what I mean, um, and so by the end, this guy's a junkie, the fucking sales reps are snorting it up, you know, they've been probably snorting it, and all of them, all their eyes, like, progressively just get darker, um, throughout the docuseries, and then, yeah, like, the dude fucking overdose, he just ODs, dude just oh fucking d's in a parking lot of what was he he was getting something and he was already kicked out he was doing better and then he he was in a motel where this these his uh his neighbors were just fucking making a racket of a noise and he goes out and like you know they're od'd but they left like everything not od'd i guess you could say but they're definitely passed out and high as a kite and so he just gets access to whatever they have on their fucking nightstand and calls his, oh man, I just couldn't even, as soon as he went back on the fucking back on it, I was like, fuck, dude, hell no, like, hell no, I don't want to even watch this family, because I just know, I just knew how it's going to end, you know, like, I just knew how it was going to end, and so it kind of just sucks, um, very dramatic person. You know, I'm a very dramatic person, very sympathetic, and so to just, and the scripting was awesome, the directing was awesome, like, this docuseries was one in a mill, like, it definitely, at the very end, very, very end, when everyone's just, you know, oxied out, and they plead deal for, uh, in 07, and paid, like, 300 mil, and then now they want to proceed, they try to do bankruptcy, you know, they try to file for bankruptcy, and they justice system, or, like, the federal justice department said, no, the court, the Supreme Court, there, overruled it, and said, no, you just can't, no, Trump can do it four times, but, uh, I think you're a drug dealer that's trying to get away with a few things, so, um, you're gonna have to do time behind bars, man, I feel like they need to do times behind bars for serving bars, you know what I mean, like, I feel like that's, that's justice, you know, but $16 billion out of the, I believe it was 17 to 18, maybe even 20, because it's not just America, it's not just America, man, as soon as drug dealers have Oxy, Mexico, Canada, Europe, you know, like, prescriptions were being filled, people were getting their money, drug dealers were getting their part, and the main drug dealers, the you know, Purdue Pharma, was definitely getting their share, and so whatever they have on paper, I would say whatever they have on paper, take a third of that and add it back on. 
take a third of what is that and add it to the total number. That's how much I think they made. So if there was like 18 bill that they have on paper, what's a third of 18? I would say, what, six? So six bill. That's 600 mil, six bill. Add that to 18 bill. And I think that's that's how much money that drug has made throughout the whole you know lifespan of oxy but yeah anyways guys i've been driving for the last 10 fucking like 10 minutes not one door dash not one door dash so i'm gonna go ahead and end it right here you guys were here for the adventure have a beautiful fucking sunday and i'll be see ya